Good morning, everyone. Again, I want to thank you for venturing out into our cold North Dakota weather this morning to worship here at our beautiful church. And also welcome to the beginning of ordinary time for this calendar year, for this liturgical year. You know, we have six weeks of ordinary time now until Lent begins in the middle of February. We don't want to start thinking about Lent yet, (laughs) so we'll just stay in ordinary time. Um, You know, ordinary time doesn't mean it's like boring or ordinary. It's uh, the real real way to look at it is ordered time. God makes things rightly ordered. So we are in ordered time here now. Um, You know, when I was preparing for this uh, homily, I I was thinking to myself that It sure is good that we have four Gospels and not just one because that gives us four portraits of Jesus, four different lenses in which we look at the life of Jesus Jesus here on earth. You know, each evangelist gives us information about Christ that is only in his Gospel. And here's just some of the numerous examples. You know, Matthew... He's the only one who tells us about the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus and the story of the Holy Family having to flee to Egypt. And he's the, he's the only one who told, tells us about Peter walking on water. Mark, Mark, you know, he, his gospel contains a story about Jesus healing the deaf and the mute man in the, in the Decapolis by touching his ears and his ears and his mouth. And you know what, because of a, as of that, because Mark recorded that, that is why at baptisms in the church, the priest or deacon says a special prayer and blessing over the baby's ears and mouth during baptism. And the minister touches the ears and mouth just like Jesus did in the gospel. And then Luke, you know, Luke gives us the, the awesome infancy narrative. He tells us about the Annunciation of Mary, her visit to Elizabeth. He also has some unique parables, like the parable of the Good Samaritan and, and the parable of the prodigal son. We can thank Luke for recording those teachings of Jesus. And likewise, today's gospel passage is only found in the Gospel of John. It tells us of the first disciples who follow Jesus. And it gives us a lot of information not found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It tells us that that two of the first apostles were actually started out as disciples of John the Baptist. One of those two was Andrew. And he went to his brother Simon after meeting Jesus and told Simon that They had found the Messiah, and he brought his brother to Jesus. You know, John, in his gospel here, he doesn't give us the name of the other disciple who was with Andrew. But we know, we're pretty certain, most scholars agree that that the other disciple is, is John the Evangelist himself, the writer of the gospel. And when they had brought... Andrew's brother Simon back to meet Jesus. It's here where we read John's account of 
of Jesus giving Simon his new name, Cephas, which is, you know, in Aramaic language at that time, it means rock. And it's translated to Peter in English. And it's referring to his future role as leader of the church, the first pope. You know, everything we read here today is quite different from what we read of the call of the disciples in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where we read that Jesus called them beside the Sea of Galilee, and then they left everything and followed him. In fact, that's the story we will hear at Mass next Sunday from the Gospel of Mark. And you know what? It's not contradicting. It makes sense when you... When you look at it that, um, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are described, probably describing a later encounter with Jesus and the first disciples after they had already knew Jesus, which explains why they immediately left everything to follow him when he called them along the Sea of Galilee. So regarding John's scene here, this, this gospel, let's unpack this a little more. You know, in this scene... John actually quotes Jesus for the first time. So these are the first words he records when Christ speaks to Andrew and the other disciple, and he says, what are you looking for? That's pretty powerful to think about that. The first words Christ said in the gospel, what are you looking for? Or another way of saying it is, you know, what do you want? What do you desire? What are you seeking in life? It's, a, it's an invitation to us to look into our hearts and see what's going on in there. And the saints, that's something they perfected. You know, the saints, those are people who wanted one thing in life more than anything else. They wanted what God wanted. So let's ask ourselves, what do we want most in life? Is it to draw closer to Christ? You know, there's a popular saying about voting with our feet. If in any way we are not voting with our feet for God, so to speak, then let's reflect on how to fix that. If you want a closer relationship with God, ask for it. If you want to be closer to Jesus, you ask him to help you draw closer to him. What are you looking for? What do you want? The saints are people who wanted one thing in life, and that's what God wanted. So how does Andrew and John answer this question when he turns to him and says, you know, what are you looking for? Well, they responded with their own question. They asked them, where are you staying? Where are you staying? You know, John, he uses symbolic language quite a bit in his gospel. So I don't think they literally wanted to know the street address and his house number. They, they were implying that they, they want to be where Jesus is. They want to be with Jesus. They discovered what was in their hearts. They want to be with Jesus and are now, you know, so to speak, voting with their feet. They're leaving John the Baptist 
to go to be disciples of Christ now. That's what John told them to do. He's always pointing the way to Christ. So Jesus, his, his next words in the gospel now, recorded by John, his next powerful words, he says, come and see. And they spent the rest of the day with him. I think that is an invitation from Jesus to each one of us. Come and see. Spend an hour with me. It's an invitation to pray. An invitation to get to know Jesus. Just like, you know, Samuel in our first reading when he said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. An invitation to, to listen to, to Jesus' words like, like Mary. Think about Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus while her sister Martha was busy in the kitchen. It's an invitation to study Christ's words so that we will get to know him better. And we go back to the scene in, in the gospel. Andrew, Andrew was so impressed with Jesus that on the following day, he goes and finds his brother Simon Peter. He told him that they had found the Messiah and brought Simon back to Jesus. So after that, now Peter, Andrew, and John, they followed Jesus as his disciples. And this is all due to Andrew. Praise God for his passion. You know, he was really great at this. He was always bringing people to Jesus. In, this, in today's gospel, he, of course, we see he brings Peter to Jesus. And then later, we see how he brought that there's this boy that had the five barley loaves and the two fish. He brought him to Christ. And then he, he performed the miracle of the multiplication and fed 5,000. There's another story later on where, where uh, Andrew brings Philip to Jesus. And because uh, there was these Greeks that wanted to meet Christ. So he brought, him, brought them all to him. So Andrew, he was bringing people to Jesus. What are you looking for? Andrew knew that Jesus was the answer to that question in the lives of everyone. And that was his motivation to bring people to Christ. Can we do that? Can we bring people to Jesus? Yeah, of course we can. How do we do that? My friends, it's, it might be something as simple as, as just telling someone how much you benefited from a pilgrimage you, you once did. Or... Or maybe a retreat you took, how you found it to be so valuable. Or maybe there's a, a good Catholic book you read once that was so helpful to you. Or a, a class, you know, some type of class that really helped you understand our faith so much better. Simply telling people about Jesus and Our Lady in our lives helps people to think about how they live their lives. What are you looking for? What do you want? That question of Jesus is so powerful. The saints knew it. The saints prayed with that. They wanted what God wanted. If you want to be closer to Jesus, 
then ask him to help you draw closer to him. And his words to Andrew and John today, come and see. That is an invitation, my friends. Be like Mary who sat at the foot of Jesus and listened to his words. So here, here's my challenge for you today, brothers and sisters. Dedicate a quiet, holy hour to our Lord this week. Tuesday would be a great day if you can do that. If you can swing by the church. That's when we have adoration here in the church from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And in that quiet, holy hour, I invite you to just pull out the missalette in the pew. Open it up to the readings for today. And pray with today's gospel reading, slowly. Do what we call Lexio Divina, which means prayerful reading. And put yourself in the scene. And focus, focus on those first words spoken by Jesus. And when he says, what are you looking for? Pray with that and answer him from your heart. Then when he says to you, come and see, get ready for where he takes you next.